Hey everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up and this week's Zach Attack, the big play breakdown with Holy Cross rugby legend, Zach Lanning. Zach, what do you got for us this week? Well, Matt, I got my summer attire on. I got It was a beautiful day at the Rugby United game I was at in 90 degrees, uh, but I'm going to be breaking down a play from the Nola Gold versus the Utah Warriors. Uh, Nola Gold taking home the W in that one. Uh, and some great uh, offense on Nola Gold, who looked to rebound after a tough loss last week. Hey, uh, just a quick question for you, Zach. Does that shirt itch? No, no, it doesn't. Oh, because it did when I threw it out. If you keep <laughs> it long enough, it'll come back in style. And finally, um, I had a shirt like that, and then my father got a job. Let's continue. Uh, thanks for that, Matt. Uh, so just to get into it here, uh, Utah trailing 5-3, approaching the first hydration break of the game. And they have a line out at their own five-meter line. And this is a dangerous spot, but but since it is their lineout, you'd expect them to win possession and be able to uh, boot the ball clear. Instead, Warriors hooker Sam Malolo's long throw is picked off by his opposite number, Pat O'Toole, who storms across the line for a try. Uh, and thanks for watching, everybody. Make sure you check out our other segments, including... Hey, guy, two things. A, this is a six-minute segment. And B, I'm the one that says watch the next stuff. I guess if I have to, uh, we can get into some specifics here in the lineout, Matt, and get into the real nitty gritty of lineout law, which I know is kind of uh, exciting for everybody that's going on here. Let's start with basic lineout law, Matt. The team that is throwing the ball in sets the number of players that will be part of the line with a minimum of two. The defense then has to match that number and they can have fewer players, but no more than the opposition has committed to the lineout. Here, Utah employs some trickeration right from the start, Matt. So Nola has about seven players milling around waiting to see what the Warriors do. Uh, and then when it appears that Utah is only going to have a two-man pod with their one receiver, most of the gold players retreat so they don't get penalized. Is it penalized or penalized? I don't know. I've heard of both. Tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Go ahead. But right before the ball is thrown, the Warriors' Ratu Veramalua Vugakoto steps into the lineout and scrum half Michael Baska steps up to be the receiver, giving Utah a numbers advantage. You can see he puts his hand up here to signal to the officials that, that he is, in fact, joining the line. And that's a bit of a cheeky play, Matt. Usually you want to give the opposition some time to match your numbers, uh, but I believe there is some debate over you know, what the law actually says about this. And if you can find any sort of advantage on the field in an MLR game like this, you, know, you, you want to take it. But wait, you may be saying at home, NOLA actually has four players in that lineout. So aren't they in violation of the rules anyway? They are not, in fact, um, and this is the law that NOLA took advantage of that really thwarted the Warriors' plans here. So, Matt, the non-throwing team is required to have one player in the five-meter channel and two meters off the line. Uh, NOLA has elected to put scrum half Holden Youngert here, and he is not part of that official count in the lineup. And now I mentioned the receiver position before uh, that Utah used to sneak Vugakoto into their lineup. Uh, the law says that each team is allowed to elect one receiver who's not actually a part of the line, but can stand two meters off the line uh, and, you know, instead of the required 10 meters for every other player. Nola employed hooker and try scorer O'Toole in that role. Here. You can see him here standing all the way back at the 15 meter mark that denotes the end of the lineout area, but back two meters off the line instead of on the line or joined to the lineout pod. And this may have been a strategic choice by Nola based on film they had watched from the Warriors because O'Toole seemed prepared for these types of overthrows all game. Uh, this try was actually set up in part by a lineout in Nola's half a few minutes earlier that O'Toole stole on a very similar move. And they talked about this on the broadcast, Matt. What the Utah Warriors are trying to take advantage of here was the fact that because the try was so close to their try line, the players are not required to stand, to stand the 10 meters behind the line, but only behind their try line. 
So in theory, on an overthrow like this, their team would only have five meters to run, whereas the NOLA gold players would have to make up 10 meters uh, to, to be able to catch an overthrow like this, which would give Utah the necessary time to take the ball and then set up a clearance kick. But it appears that Utah didn't take into account the fact that O'Toole, as the receiver, would be able to distance himself from the lineout and only have two extra meters to cover to intercept this throw. It also appears that the Warriors may not have been on the same page here, uh, as O'Toole seemed better prepared for this long throw than Utah's entire team, allowing him to easily step in front of it uh, and fall into the try zone for the score. So Matt, Utah trying to get some uh, tricky on their line out here in their own zone to get the ball clear. Um, but, you know, they, they failed to you take advantage of the numbers advantage that they created in the jumping pod um, and instead try and go long here. And it really just blows up uh, in their face. They had trouble with the line out all day um, and it, it cost them, you know, eventually uh, when it came down to it here and they lost this game to the NOLA goal. All right, cool. But if a train leaves Boston at two o'clock and a train leaves Chicago at three and they're both heading in the same direction, but opposite ways. What is the capital of Iceland? Patty O'Toole intercepts the train from Boston, Matt, um, and takes it down for a, a try. That's actually what's, what's the answer to that question. Well, the question was, what is the capital of Iceland? I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. You could tell me. We're friends. It's a secret. I would say Reykjavik. That's just me. <laughs> I, you, you may be right. I, don't, I, I spend too much of my time shopping for these shirts. I don't really get out <laughs> the geography. So. No, that's, you know, uh, you know what you've, that makes perfect sense. All right. Any final thoughts there, Zach? Uh, just a shout out, Matt, to uh, Monday Morning Fly Half and Earful of Dirt. Um, I was reading their newsletter this morning, and they talked about just how dominant the East has been against West teams. So it's very interesting. You know, the East beats up on each other all the time. You saw Rugby United take down the Free Jacks in a physical match this week. Uh, but NOLA, you know, beat up on, use, on Utah to, on, in this match. Um, Rugby United, the only team to beat the Giltinis. Um, so the East just very dominant over West teams, which may be interesting to see come, you know, championship time, uh, who has the stronger conference um, and just a tough luck for anybody who's in the East this year. Yeah. I was pitch side a little bit after the match, seeing some of the guys, both teams, they were pretty, pretty, pretty uh, tired and battered after that ferocious battle between those two teams. And there's just more to come. I mean, this is just, we're just starting, we're just heating up. You know, we, now we got, we got to know how the half a season. All right. Well, on that note, we're out of time, but thank you, Mr. Zach Lanning for this week's Zach attack, big play breakdown, one play, one match broken down on rugby wrap up. And please, ladies and gentlemen, check out our other segments, including our major league rugby show, our global rugby recap. What are the odds? Our major league rugby sports bet show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend and gifty Baylou, martial law. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs>